What? It's finally happened, guys. Disney Lorcana release weekend is upon us. It's insanity to think that this is honestly about a year in the making, but for me, even about four or five months in the making, I can't believe we're actually going to get there. I can't believe that everyone is going to be able to sit down. Well, mostly everyone is going to be able to sit down and play Lurkana for the first times at their local game stores, which is fun. It's awesome. It's exciting. But a lot can go wrong. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to be the most prepared you can for release weekend. So in this video, I'm going to be covering five mistakes that I don't want any of you to make. Let's get right on into the video. Let's check it out. So the five topics that we're going to be discussing is the starter deck events are what we assume what most of the release event weekends will consist of. So I'm going to tell you the cards that you want in your decks and what to avoid, how mulligans are so prominent in your keys to victory, FOMO for product, missed opportunities for the community growth, and trying to avoid bad advice. Now, the starter decks are all different and unique, and within their own realm, work in a perfect rock-paper-scissors format. However, with the rules that Robinsberger released last, last weekend at Gen Con, we now know that the booster pack that you open within your starter deck can fully be included into your deck regardless of ink color. This changes the dynamic of the format quite a bit, and there are certain cards that you are so happy to get rid of, it's not even funny. Let's get into them. The Amethyst Amber deck key cards are friends on the other side maximus relentless pursuer rafiki mysterious sage jetsam dr facilier agent provocator i can never say that word guys the goals of the deck are card advantage through sheer draw power and rush characters the opportunity for the deck is the four and five cost characters all have two more two or more lore keeping them in play as threats or utilizing low curve to go wide is your best chances of success there are seven cards that do little to nothing for gameplay. Of the seven cards, we have Dinglehopper, and we have Hakuna Matata, and we have Control Your Temper. These cards are not very good. Um, they're not very good in Constructed. They're definitely not very good in Limited. And I know where like some of you are probably like, oh, well, removing damage on an item is pretty cool. While that's true... Um, Timon, who is a character that can actually still challenge and that can still get lore and like prevent your opponent from getting lore by making them challenge, etc. Like it does so much more than this little item. I played against the guy who put two of them in play against me, and I can promise you that I still won that game 20 to 4 or 20 to 5 or something like that. It's not a good card. Uh control Hakuna Matata, the likeliness of you having Multiple characters in play that are alive that also have damage on them are so few and far between that you're never going to get anything out of this. You're never going to want to tap or exert any of your characters to sing the song, which is not good. And then control your temper. While this looks good for minus two in combat tricks, it's an action. And when you can get that same action out of a character that also threatens after the fact, like Maximus, that's why Maximus is a key card and control your temper is a card we're taking away because Maximus does way more than just his effect, which is control your temper. So those are the cards that would automatically cut from the deck. And with that, you have seven new cards that you can put in. And it's very crazy because now that you can play any ink color, you can really take advantage of your entire pack. 
likeliness of you even maybe wanting more than seven cards is not shocking to me. You know, there are plenty of cards that are playable and plenty of cards that you can replace, but these seven are the first seven for sure that I would get rid of and just look to improve my deck in a lot of ways. These cards are bad. Get rid of them, play better cards, and have more success. The Ruby Emerald deck, key cards are Pongo, Peter Pan Never Landing, Dragon's Fire, Mother Knows Best, and Aladdin Heroic Outlaw. The goals are to gain lore without the ability to be challenged back. Lowering the opponent's ability to control your board, utilize the pinpoint removal to banish or bounce any problematic cards. The opportunity is to combine with the pinpoint removal to clear the road for your evasives to more easily stay on board. Pongo is your key to victory. The weakness, the uninkables in the deck need to be removed to get the most out of your curve and the end game. This deck has a ton of uninkable cards, so being able to utilize the entire booster pack for this deck is really helpful as well. Honestly, just taking out majority of the uninkables that are not very good, like Stampede, among other things, are the first things that I've removed from the deck just to put inkables in. This deck, gaining the consistency of having an inkable every turn, of having more options to ink so you don't feel bad when you have to ink a Peter Pan or when you have to ink a Pongo because you don't really have the choice otherwise or you can't move forward in the game. So getting rid of those uninkables and lowering that number down to around 10 or 11 or something like 12 is really the goal of the of the whole booster pack situation. But also best understanding that cards like Pongo are your absolute best chances of victory. There aren't a lot of cards in the format that do answer him card for card. You have three of them also, which means your opponent has to have three answers. Uh, if you're able to get a fourth one in your booster, you know, you're living on cloud nine. This is definitely a deck that's a little more difficult to play than Amber Amethyst. But as long as you understand your keys to victory and how to get there, you're going to succeed. Having a hero heroic outlaw Aladdin is a huge difference maker in the end game as well, along with some of the other end game options that you have within the starter deck. Let's check out the last starter deck. Sapphire Steel. Key cards are Fire the Cannons, Smash, Grab Your Sword, Maleficent Uninvited, Mufasa, the King of the Pride Land, and Aurora Brayar Rose. The goal is to survive the early and mid game to make the best of your late game fatties. The opportunity is utilizing your direct damage and challenge characters to keep the board clear and your opponent's lore count low. You can drop three lore high willpower characters to carry you to victory. The weakness? Inconsistency across the board. This deck is trying to do a little bit of everything and can very easily draw cards out of order and in untimely fashions. The Sapphire Steel deck from a lot of my reports and a lot of the conversations I had was the most difficult to win with at Gen Con. Yes, there were some that succeed. Yes, there were some that went 3-0. But majority of players did end up on the losing side with this deck going either 1-2 or 0-3 even. And these are talking about players that have been playing the game for months, not just brand new players. But as a brand new player, it may even be more difficult to understand this list. And it has this real high upside of power that if you can get your cards in play and they can stick around, yes, you can really take control of the game. But when you can't do that and your hands are clunky and you really can't do anything for the first several turns of the game, you fall very far behind and it doesn't even matter by the time you even get to the ability to play your big fat fatties. 
this is one of the harder ones to play, one of the harder ones to build, and it's definitely one that you're going to need to really look over and practice with beforehand if you have the opportunity. Check out the deck list on Larkania. I'll have a link for it in the description below. And I'll have a little bit of a... Uh, all of these will have links in the description below and have little guides attached to them talking about the cards that I would remove and the order and things like that. But this is definitely one of the more difficult decks to truly succeed with. And if you get it, your battle might be a little more uphill than some of the other options. So let's discuss the Mulligan. Now the Mulligan is for all intents and purposes, one of the best parts of Disney Lorcana. And I've mentioned this before in our seven tips video that we did for new players. The mulligan is such a key factor in games, but even more explicitly in the starter deck metagame. Most of these decks have very key cards that you want to find that I've already referenced in the past. Finding cards like Friends on the Other Side, finding your Maleficence, finding Pongo, finding Peter Pan, finding a Mickey Mouse detective for to ramp in to get your three call your three lore high willpower cards in play earlier. All of these things are very important to your overall game. And honestly, it's very crazy to say it, but it's going to be a huge difference maker. If you're the kind of player that opens up their hand and they're just content with kind of what is going on, you might fall behind in the, you know, in these games if your opponent knows the best way to get the most out of his deck so make sure you are utilizing the mulligan function to its fullest capacity the cards that are must find in each deck to increase the odds of success for amber amethyst it's friends on the other side maximus also rafiki is another great one if you're on if you're going second ruby emerald is peter pan and pongo these are the cards that will most likely take you to victory and give you the most lore and bang for your buck sapphire steel is fire the cannons and smash it is very important for all of these decks to find their best cards. Normally, even in full constructed formats, it's the same thing. You want to find your key pieces. You want to find the cards that are going to get you to win the games. It's no different in starter deck tournaments. It's 60 card decks. You still have to be able to find them. And chances are none of these cards are a four of in these starter decks. So you need to utilize and heavy on the mulligan rule so you can really truly get to these cards in an earlier fashion or give yourself the best chance to find them so you can set yourself up for success from turn zero rather than trying to hope and find them in turns five, six, and seven when it may actually already be too late for some of them. Let's talk FOMO, the fear of missing out. So on September 1st, big box stores will be a lot at Disney Larkana. Do not fall victim to the overpriced steel products do not feel the need to buy licensed sleeves and deck boxes, and do not you do not need singles on August 18th. Listen, guys, we here on the channel, we will we have an online TCG Pro Shore. We will have a fully stocked inventory on that day. But what I'm telling you is you do not need to do most of these things on August 18th. We have heard of crazy stories of stores truly overcharging for players. Um, you know, for boxes and things like that. We've heard of boxes for $250, for $300, for $350. We've heard of troves for $80, $100, $110, gift boxes for $50, $70, $100. Like, these things are things that you want to avoid on opening weekend. Do not fall into the fear of missing out. 
don't purchase overpriced product. Don't purchase anything because you feel obligated to because you think that you need it. You do not need the product on opening weekend when in just a few weeks, big box stores are going to get them and the prices of everything is going to drop. And the same is said for singles. Yes, it is nice. If you have an early event, if you know, if you are already an established local store that have been preparing for this and say, hey, listen, on the 20th, we're going to have a, a, a you know, a constructed event or if on the 26th, we're going to have a constructed event then that's fine because you have a reason to buy singles to finish out the decks that you want to play. But if you're not in that, then don't feel obligated to go and buy singles. Definitely don't feel obligated to go and buy enchanted rares on August 18th or August 19th. If you're a collector and you're watching this video, listen, you give it a couple days, give it a couple weeks, let it settle. We do believe that after September 1st will very likely be the most drop in prices because that's where the most product will be being open. So if you can avoid it, hold off, don't get overcharged, and do your best to save your bang for your buck. And this is coming from someone that has an online store. I'm telling you, the prices will drop even further on September 1st, more than likely. So just don't succumb to the FOMO. Do your best to. Just play it safe, enjoy the product that you get on release weekend, and move forward, and then wait for the right time to buy. And I promise you, even as us, our channel, channel as being a finance channel, we will tell you all those things. We kind of already covered it in the Enchanted video, which is in the description. But guys, don't, don't succumb to this. You don't want to feel cheated later on. Buying boxes at $250 is ridiculous, and yeah. Do your best to try and avoid it, guys. It's You're not missing anything. The cards will come out. There will be other waves. You'll have plenty of opportunity to get your hands on all the wonderful Disney Larkana cards. And, of course, that license sleeves and deck boxes. I, I said my piece on the Gen Con. They're not very good products. Don't feel obligated to buy them. They're not worth your money. Honestly, go spend a couple more dollars on Dragon Shields or another type of shield. Spend another couple more dollars on a genetic deck box. Anything else, like just buy the other things in the LGS, support your LGS in another way, buy the sleeves, buy the deck boxes, but don't feel obligated to buy the licensed one. They're just, they're not very good products. Hey guys, wanted to interrupt real quick and just say, if you're enjoying this video, you're enjoying this content, hit that like button for me, hit that subscribe button. And let me know in the comments what you're hoping to open this weekend. We're all about to open some booster packs for the first time. We're about to play some games. But what card are you most excited for that you really need to add to your collection? Let me know in the comments. So let's talk about making the best of it. And what do I mean by that? This weekend, for all intents and purposes, is the worldwide release of Disney Lorcana. Now, for me here at home, I have the ability to where if I wanted to, I could probably play in five events this weekend, which is really fun. The stores around the area have done a very good job of separating the time frames. So if I wanted to, I could play one on Friday night. I could play two on Saturday. I could play two on Sunday. I'm not going to necessarily do those things, but I could. And what I really need to do during that period of time is take the moment to talk with the store, to talk with the community, to engage with these players that you're meeting for potentially the first time and discuss, hey, I want to play Disney Lorcana at this store. Hey, where are we going to play? When are we going to play? 
what's the best day, what's the store's plan for attack, and all of those things that are very important to your Lurkana life within the game. And I think this is a perfect opportunity this release weekend to get a true understanding of the best times for the your community to grow together and to meet up. And I think it's a just prime moment that you don't want to miss out on. You don't want to go to your first starter deck event and then like not have any idea when the store is going to plan to play Lorcana again. If you want to play this game, if you're excited about playing the game, ask the questions. This is the official release of Disney Lorcana. It's the first time that everyone in the world will have the opportunity to discover the wonderful world of Lorcana. Embrace the experience, meet new friends, discuss with your LGS the best times to play the game more often, show your LGS you're interested in helping grow the community, sympathize with product availability concerns, but do not be consumed by it. Again, guys, this is the first weekend. This is the first time. It's the most exciting time in the game. You're going to be able to sit down, sit across from your opponent, play with players, meet new community members, understand who you're going to grow in this Lurkana world with over the next few years at the very least. If you're very excited about this game, this is the best opportunity. And it's the same thing. I've said this before. Look for Discord communities. Look for uh, uh, Facebook communities. There's you know the threads on Twitter. There's things like that. There's Reddit. There's all of these different communities. Wherever you're going to help, wherever you want to grow with the game, make sure you're a part of that. Join Facebook pages, join Facebook groups, all of those things, and trying your best to find out where your locals are going to be playing. If you're in a highly populated area, maybe you have some certain choices. Maybe there's different nights. Maybe someone's playing Sunday, someone's playing Tuesday. Find out those answers to your questions, which means, of course, ask the questions. If you don't ask the questions, you won't have the answers. And we don't want to be sitting at home not playing Disney Lurkana if there's a perfectly valid and a way to play it when we have the opportunity. Let's get into the last point. The last thing I want to say is don't be fooled. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it depends on what community you're part of, but there are a lot of new players all entering the game literally as I'm recording this even. In the Facebook groups, there's over 2,000 people joining the Facebook group a week. In the Discord, it's growing hundreds by the day. Uh, on Reddit, it's growing. On Twitter, it's growing. Wherever you see it socially on YouTube, it's growing. All I'm trying to say is be careful of the information you're getting. Make sure you're looking and understanding that the first thing you read is not always true. And trying to really you know, decipher that can be difficult for new players, but take the extra step, do your homework, make sure you don't just succumb to the first, you know, comment you read on Facebook, etc. There are outlets to find in this. There are Discord communities that are all about trying to help every single player in the game. And that's what I really want people to avoid is that option of walking in, asking a random question on Facebook, getting 10,000 different answers, not something you always want to be doing. Same thing for Twitter, same thing for YouTube, just commenting on a random video, all of these things. There are there are ways to go about to do it. And I'm just saying, do your homework, find a community that works for you, find something that's going to help you grow in the game as best as possible. And lastly, guys, if you want more from us, from the Forbidden Mountain, you can join our Discord. Link is in the description below. 
We have a growing community. I think there's about 300 or 400 people in the community now. The Arcana group is getting bigger and bigger by the day. You can also check out our Patreon for all the excessive information we have there and we'll be moving forward. We also have a single shop that I've mentioned a couple times now. Don't go and you don't have to buy cards week one, but if you're going to buy cards week one, you can check out our TCG Pro Shop. I promise you we'll probably have a stock. I don't know how for how long because people might be crazy, but we will have it. That link is also in the description below. And uh, again, you know, we had a podcast just recently with Heath from BR Guest who played in a starter deck event. He went 5-0. He went undefeated. We kind of broke down all the decks a little bit further. So if you're looking for even more information on that, then boom, hit this video right here. Check it out. And of course, comment. I want to know what you're hoping to open this weekend. What is your favorite card that you're looking to get, looking to acquire? Is it an enchanted? Is it a foil legendary, foil secret rare? or super rare, sorry, whatever it may be, hit me up in the comments and let me know uh, all of those wonderful things. So we are the Forbidden Mountain. We are illuminating the Disney Lurkana community. I would love for you to check out this video on Starter Decks. It's definitely an enlightening 30-minute conversation about the metagame. This was before the pack distribution of understanding that you can go five colors, but the information is sound, it's complete, and it's from a great voice in the community that you should definitely check out further. Thank you guys so much for watching today. I will catch you in the next one.